welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly, guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. All right. Well, we fooled you. <laughs> Tim's with me today. Cheryl's still on assignment, but you didn't know that from the beginning, did you? <laughs> Say hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Dale. Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. So, man, we've got a great show planned for you today. I was uh, monitoring the cooking in the dark list, and uh, they were talking about pans for needing a pan to cook an omelet in or a microwave. And after you listen to the show, you're not going to have to ever buy an omelet pan either. Man, omelets are delicious, and y'all, they're so easy. And you know the best part about an omelet, if you mess it up, you end up with scrambled eggs. So it's a win-win situation. You can't lose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So omelets, man, I, this is a long time ago, Tim. Man, back right after I lost my eyesight, I was watching Martha Stewart one morning, and she was teaching people how to make an omelet. And I thought, man, I could do that. And you know what? The first couple of times, ee, they didn't come out too good. They were a little off. Scrambled eggs one time. Another time, yeah, it, it kind of a half omelet, I guess you could call it. You know, it it came out kind of cockeyed. But boy, after that, ah, man, when I, I made that first one that was perfect, I wouldn't let anybody eat it. We just looked at it. You know, <laughs> I wanted to shellac it and put it in the museum, man. You're like, look at that, man, it was great. But omelets are so good because you can do oh, all kinds of, t- you know, do everything with them. And um, so I guess you can kind of call this show maybe a breakfast show, maybe a brunch show. Because on the tail end of it, we're gonna make we're gonna make a, uh, a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. Super simple, oh. super easy. I've been messing with this and messing with this, and messing with this. Because when I was a kid, you know, we had one of those uh, those burger daddies, Burger Max or whatever they were. You could either make a burger. You know, it was basically like an indoor grill. You know, but it did it had a plate on one side for patties, it had a plate on the other side for sandwiches. And man, I could make a perfect grilled cheese sandwich in there. Actually, two of them because it would oh, do two of them at a time. Man. But I've tried to make them and tried to make them and tried to make them. And, man, sometimes I put too much butter on them. My, 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 my grandma used to put butter on the outside of the bread, and she put mayonnaise on the inside. And, oh, yeah, stack it all up. And I was like, golly. You know, and, I've, I've man, I have them, man, sticking to the pan. I've had, ay, 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 ay. I think some of that I was just too much in a hurry making them in the skillet. I wasn't letting the pan get hot enough or anyway. So, yeah, you guys stick around after we do the omelet. And you are going to be blown away when we make that grilled cheese sandwich. It's so easy. And the way I do it, you're going to love it. A little spray here, a little spritz there. Put some ham in the middle and woo, it's pretty oh, delicious. 
get the chips ready. There's nothing better than, you know what? The only thing better than a grilled cheese sandwich, and well, if you got a big old bowl of tomato soup, there's nothing better than a grilled cheese sandwich to go with it. That's like peanut butter and jelly, right? Totally. I mean, totally. It, it, is, it is. Unless it's peanut butter and chocolate. Those go good together. <laughs> oh, man, I'm about chocolate it out, if y'all can believe that, too, man. It was, you know, Candace's birthday, and whew, we have, I ordered that big old, big old chocolate brownie cake thing, and man, I've been eating on that for a while. Mm, it's good. Goes good with coffee. It goes good with a cup of water. It goes good with dinner. It goes, <laughs> chocolate goes good all the time. But uh, but yeah, grilled cheese. You're right, man. The big old bowl of tomato soup. I mean, it can be tomato soup out of the can. You know. You know, when I was a kid, it was just American cheese. But now. We have so many different types of cheese, jalapeno so cheese. I mean, yeah. oh man. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I will, I'll cheat. I mean, if I'm in a hurry, I will just use regular old. I mean, I'd like buying, we get white American cheese from the deli. I love that. Sliced on a number two, a little bit thicker, you know, but boy, yeah. Some cheddar cheese or some jalapeno cheddar and some mozzarella, you know, get the old cheese slicer out and slice some of that up and put it on there. And the way we're going to make this grilled cheese, Nice and easy, y'all. So simple, and that cheese will melt until it's just nice and runny. Ah, that's something my my niece likes to do. She likes to just throw cheese in the skillet, let it burn in there, and then scoop it out. <laughs> I gotta admit, I've had some burnt grilled cheese. I mean, built burnt cheese. It's pretty daggum good. It is. It is. So that's what we're doing on the cooking show today, y'all. I think you're gonna dig it. So hang around, man. And by the end of the show, you will know how to make an omelet. Two, two egg or three egg. It doesn't matter. We'll give you some tips along the way. I won't bro those. We'll talk to you after the show's over and see what you think. But I think people will be making omelets for breakfast. Such a great food. And grilled cheese for lunch. Or just make it brunch. Put them together. Have them together. Have them together. All right, Tim. So so there's a... Well, my... Well, my uh, Son-in-law was in the Navy, man. The, the commanding officer walked in and saw him with his feet up on the table. And he said, Sailor, put your feet up on the table at home. And Josh was like, no, sir. No, no, sir, I don't. But but then again, sir, we don't land airplanes on the roof either. <laughs> he was on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> oh, heck, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's all relevant, right? It's all relevant. Teach you how to make an omelet and show you how to make an easy grilled cheese sandwich. Right here on Cooking in the Dark. Don't go anywhere. Dear Heavenly Father, help me flip that omelet. Make it work out. (laughs) Amen. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. Welcome, welcome, y'all. So we're going to be doing a little breakfast with Dale this morning on Cooking in the Dark. Uh, I'm hankering for an omelet. So what do you say we make an omelet? Listen, by the time you get done this show, when you listen, you'll probably want to replay this, this little segment here. You're going to know how to make an omelet. None of that nonsense of using an omelet maker or an omelet pan. Straight up omelet with a skillet. I've got an 8-inch skillet sitting over here. So the first key to this is we want to put a little butter in our skillet. So I've got a, uh, a stick of butter here, and I've just chopped off like two little pallets. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you go to the, you're at the diner, you know, and they give you a little butter on a little pad, a little pad of butter. I put two pads of butter in my eight inch skillet. I've got it sitting over here on the stove top. 
I don't have a stove top on yet because I need to do some. I'm going to make a Western omelet today. That's been my, uh, that's what I'm kind of hankering for. So that's what we're going to do. For a Western omelet, Dale's Western omelet, we're going to have some grated cheese. So I have some, let me find it here. Where did I put it? There it is. Some sharp cheddar cheese. That's my cheese of choice. Get this down. I've got what I buy. I, I used to buy those big old blocks of cheese, but I found I didn't use it fast enough. So now I buy eight ounce blocks of cheese. I like this better than the grated stuff. The grated stuff, y'all, if you let it sit, it'll take forever to to go bad. It's just all the preservatives and nasty stuff in it. So I kind of preserve, I prefer just a block of cheese, grade what I need. So I've cut off about a quarter of this eight ounce block. So it's about two ounces. Should come out to be about a quarter cup of cheese grated. I mean, now listen, if you're a cheese fan and you want all cheese, do more by all means. It's your omelet. What we'll do sometimes around here is I'll get all the fixings together, onions, tomatoes, peppers, brown a little sausage, fry a little bacon, crumble it up, slice up some ham, and we'll do omelets and let people just choose what they want. Ham and cheese, got it. Western with cheese and a ham, got it. Jalapeno and cheese, got it. It's all right there. It's so easy to do. So my cheese is grated. Let me set it off to the side here. Let me pull out a tomato. Now, tomatoes are small. It's wintertime. But being here in Texas, we're still getting them from the valley. Mm -mm -mm. So I've got a half a tomato here. Left over from when I put some tomato on my salad the other night. So I'm going to slice this dude down. Kind of chop him up. So what I'm doing, I'm making a slice straight down. I've got it halved, okay? So I've got the flat side laying down on the cutting board. Now I'm just making about three slices on the left side of it. Now I'm turning it around. I'm left-handed, y'all. So left side, if you're right-handed, you'd be doing the right side. But I've cut some slices from the outside in. If you just keep slicing all the way across, you're going to find you've got a little bitty side of the, of the tomato over there trying to hang on to it. It's a little bit hard. But now if you slice from one side and then slice from the other side, I mean, to do that, I just spun the tomato around. So now I've got it all sliced and I'm going to make some cuts. I'm turning the slices perpendicular to me and I'm just slicing again. So I get some nice little cubes, if you will, little bits of, of tomato. And one thing I learned from eating omelets down in the islands when we used to go on vacation to St. Croix, when they do their omelets, especially their, any of these, you know, with tomatoes and such in them, they put that on very last. They put it on at the very end so it doesn't get all cooked up, you know? I mean, some of the tomatoes I've eaten on there are still a little soft, but they're not all cooked through. They're still a little chilly. Oh, it's good. Mm -mm -mm. Man, rock my world. I love that. All right. So let me get a little onion here. Still got a half an onion here. Let me peel off some of this dead, these outer layers. And I'm going to use about half of this half of an onion, too. This onion was about mm, a little bit bigger than baseball size. 
not super huge. Not like some of those ones you get. Man, some of them ones, woo! You'll have onions for days. I mean, they rival those Idaho potatoes. All huge and big. I was like, golly. Slide my sliced tomato over a little bit. So I'm going to do about a, a quarter. I mean, well, a quarter of the onion. About half of this onion here. And again, I'm doing the same as I did before with tomato. Just making some slices from the outside in. Now, because I slice it kind of in half with the flat side down, I'm just starting with the, the smaller edge. Woo, that's a nice potent onion. I love that. Mm. Nothing like onion in the morning to clear out those sinuses. So again, I've, I've sliced it long, you know, down into strips, if you will. And now I'm just slicing turning the slices perpendicular to me again so I'm cutting across those and I'm kind of holding them all together with between my middle finger and my thumb and then slicing through them again if you find that's a little dangerous or you don't feel confident in holding everything together it might slip just cut up the little half pieces you did individually that's fine I'm kind of keeping the onion here on my chopping mat separate from my tomato because the onions going to go in first and let me reach in here. In the fridge, I've got a little surprise here. There it is. Come on, baby. You know what this is. If you know Dale, this is Texas. It's a jalapeno. That's right. How you doing, jalapeno? I am fine, man. How are you? <laughs> All right. Who's that comedian? Remember that comedian that does, uh, he's, uh, he has the puppets, the ventriloquist dude. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's got a jalapeno on his stick. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to slice this jalapeno in half, top to bottom. It's a little bit big, so I'm only going to use half of him. Might as well take the biggest half, correct? All right. So I've cut this jalapeno in half. Now I'm Got it turned sideways to me, so long ways it's left to right. Again, perpendicular, if you will. And I'm just making little slices, kind of about the thickness of a little dill pickle. You know what I mean? Like a pickle slice on a hamburger. So we get a little bit. Seeds are in here. I'm not taking the seeds out. If you're afraid of the heat, go ahead and scrape the seeds out. And if you scrape the membrane a little bit, you'll cool that jalapeno off. But... I've been finding out, y'all, these summer summer jalapenos are nice and hot. The winter ones seem to be a little cooler, not not as much um, heat in them. I'm not sure what, what that is, or maybe it was just the batch I got. Maybe I just got a cool plant that the jalapenos came off of instead of a hot plant. Not sure. All right. Reaching up here in the cabinet and grabbing my professional manual food processor. Y'all, this thing rocks. I reach for this all the time. Now, I could have put everything in there, the tomatoes, the onions, and diced it all up. But I wanted to make sure that I kept the tomatoes in some chunks. I inserted the paddle of the food processor. It's got a paddle attachment, and it comes with a blade for chopping. What's nice with this manual one 
If you've ever used a power food processor, you know you hold that button down too long, and instead of something diced, you've got soup. It just chews the heck out of it. I like this manual one when I chop up jalapenos or onions when I make salsa with it. It, it doesn't have that problem. Okay, Let me go over here real quick. I'm going to break my eggs in that food processor. But in the meantime, I'm going to heat up our skillet. We want our skillet warm before we dump the egg in to make, make our omelet. There we go. We have fire. Let there be fire, he said. Woo. All right, medium heat. Our butter's in the skillet, so it's going to start melting. With that medium heat, I'm going to have just about enough time to let the skillet get warm for me to whip up our eggs here. So I've got three eggs I'm putting in here. My skillet is an eight inch skillet. Now listen, if you've got a six inch skillet, I would suggest doing a two egg omelet. It won't be as thick, you know, in the skillet with this. The reason I'm doing three eggs is because the eight inch skillet, it's gonna spread out a lot. So I just crack, crack and break the eggs open. There we go. Let me put the top on our food processor. All right. Okay. Put the handle in. Now, it's got two options on this food processor. One is for Forex. So every time you turn the handle, it spins the paddle inside or the blade, whatever you have hooked up, four times. The other is 8x. So every time you spin the handle, it turns the inside blade or paddle eight times. You've got to remember when you're using this just to turn the handle slowly. Don't be whipping it around. The first time I used this, I was like, whoosh, whoosh, made like a, a fast whip around there. And oh my gosh, did we have a mess. Because I forgot in that one second or half a second it took me to spin this dude, it spun the inside eight times, you know? So it was really flipping around there. So I'm just turning this to whip up our eggs, put a little air in them so we have a little fluff. All right. I think we're good to go there. Take the lid off, take the paddle attachment out, set that there in the sink. Let's check our condition over here of the skillet. Ooh, our butter is melted. So now I'm just picking up the skillet and kind of whipping, just turning, turning it side to side, front to back, you know, not tipping it way over, maybe about a 10 or 15 degree angle, just enough so that we get the butter all over the pan. That's what allows us, that's the key right there. All right, so here we go. We're dumping our egg in. So after adding the egg, we want to just shake the, the skillet around front to back, front to back. And that's going to help keep it from sticking to the, to the skillet. Now, this is a non-stick skillet also, y'all. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Again, it's an 8-inch skillet. I had a little 6-inch omelet skillet at one time, but that dude wore out. You know, the non-stick coating started to flake. It was looking like bad news. Now, the cheese that I just grated... I'm going to take over and I'm keeping the handle for position. I've got the handle at say six o'clock. So I'm going to start there. I'm just kind of working around the skillet. 
start sh- just putting my cheese in. I'm holding it in between my fingers and just kind of twitching my fingers back and forth. So I'm just sprinkling it in all over my omelet. Mmm, okay. Now, we're going to just let that do its thing for a few minutes. While it's just sitting there, just churning, just churning, just cooking, just cooking, heating, heating, heating. All right, that's our key. Now, I'm going to shake it just a little bit more here. You know, eggs don't take long. Okay, so what I'm doing now, I'm just sticking my finger in lightly and touching. And I can feel there's still some liquid, you know, some egg that hasn't cooked on the top. But the bottom is starting to set up and cook where the heat has touched it. Well, there was an old, old movie. Uh, Caveman, I think was the name of it. It had Ringo Starr in it. It had a, a big old football brood in it. But at one point, they take off to go raid this pterodactyl's nest of this egg and they're rolling this big old egg the egg's as big as them rolling it and the pterodactyl comes out and packs them they lose the egg it rolls off the edge of a cliff and boom cracks into a crater like a lava crater or something anyway it's hot steam coming up and they get down there and they realize man the egg is cooked it looks like a huge fried egg sitting in this crater y'all it was pretty funny that was way back before i lost my sight all right that egg's coming up cooking well. So now I'm going to get my jalapenos and my onions. They're next to be added. So I'm just kind of taking those off, a handful of those, kind of scraping off. Whoop, that's the tomato. I'm not really sure which is which here. I probably should have separated the jalapeno from the onion, but I'm putting them all in there together. So who knows, man? This might be one of those college days. There used to be a restaurant back in the day when the old Houston Cougars with Akeem Olajuwon and Drexler were tops. And they had a sandwich that they put horseradish on, but they didn't spread it out. They just put a plop of it on there. So the fraternity I was in, Lambda Chi Alpha, we would all get together, go buy those sandwiches. Everybody threw a couple bucks in a pot. And the last guy to bite into that jalapeno, I mean, into the horseradish, won. And boy, there was no faking it when you bit into it. <laughs> all right. So here, again, I'm going to sprinkle these onions and a jalapeno just around the skillet. So I started at 6 o'clock. I'm kind of going around the edge of the skillet. 12 o'clock. I'm going to start about 12 o'clock and move my way to 3 o'clock. Put some more there in the middle. So again, these onions are kind of diced up. So they're not going to get real cooked, but they're going to cook just a little bit with the heat of the omelet here. The heat of the skillet as we're cooking them. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good, good, good. Woo! Got some coffee made. I am ready to eat. Woo-wee! We're getting there. We're getting there. Now, let me check the doneness here one more time. All right, we're firming up. Now, as I touch it, you can feel the firmness. I'm not pressing super hard down into it, y'all. Just lightly pressing. So once I start feeling a little resistance, I know, oh, that's the thickness of the egg. That's where the egg is cooked. Oh, you can hear it kind of sizzling maybe just a little bit here. Pop, pop, pop. Can't wait, can't wait. Woo! Some of these omelets I've made, y'all, I can't eat them. Take a picture of them. Let's save that dude. 
take a picture and put it in the museum because that is a perfect omelet. That's a Denny's omelet. That is a country kitchen omelet. That's a Dale's omelet. Mm. All right. We're getting ready. We're getting so close, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Here we go. We're about there. Here come the tomatoes. Now, the tomatoes, I'm only going to add, I'm left-handed, so I go in from the left hand of the skillet to flip this. If you're right-handed, you're going to use the spatula and go in from the right side. So I'm left-handed, so I'm going to put the tomatoes on the right-hand side of my omelet. Well, how do I know where that is? By the handle of the skillet. I'm pretending this skillet handle draws a line straight to the top from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock. So I'm going to put all my tomatoes on the right-hand side from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock of my omelet. Y'all dig it? See what I'm saying? That way, when I go to flip it over, they're not all going to just pile up in the middle like a dang taco. Had an omelet like that one time. I wanted to go in and talk to the cook. My wife wouldn't let me. She says, we're on vacation. Just chill. I'm like, all right, all right. Wash my hands off here. Okay, so I'm not going to give those tomatoes too much time to cook up. Now, here's another little thing. If y'all want to add a little sour cream, ooh, slap a little sour cream in there too. Why not? Here is the trick. And I learned this one morning, not too much after I lost my eyesight, this technique from Martha Stewart. You know it's got to be right. Take the corner of your spatula. like the le- I'm taking the left-hand corner because I'm left-handed. I'm standing it kind of on edge, and I'm just going around the edge of the omelet, okay? In down between the omelet and the pan, around the edge of the pan, just kind of separating it from the skillet, okay? In case there's any cheese maybe that's melted, anything that's going to cause a hang-up, cause it not to want to flip. Here we go. I'm going to try to describe this. I'm sliding my skillet, my spatula in at 9 o'clock. I'm left-handed, 9 o'clock on the skillet. If the handle's 6 o'clock, if you're right-handed, you want to come in from 3 o'clock. And I'm just going all the way under the omelet until I'm to the skillet, till the edge of the spatula is way over past the midpoint of the skillet. Then you just simply raise the handle and voila, just like that. I have folded over the other half of the omelet. One egg, it's just folded over right on top. I've got a perfect half moon. Now, I've kind of slide that omelet back out towards the middle of the skillet just a touch, and that's it. So slide it under from, you're wanting to go from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock if you're left-handed. If you're right-handed, from 3 o'clock to the 9 o'clock. When you can kind of feel, just by raising the handle just a little bit as you slide under, when the edge of the, the bottom edge of the spatula gets past the midpoint of the pan, you know, that line, that imaginary line we drew from the handle to the 12 o'clock position from 6 to 12. And then when you get there, just start raising the handle up on your spatula. Keep the end pressed down against the edge of the pan. And as you flip it up and over, I kind of used my right hand to kind of help place it to make sure it went in. But it is there, baby. We have an omelet. Perfect omelet. Surprise your friends. Blow everybody away. Look, the blind person can make an omelet. And I got to tell you, if you mess up, 
and it doesn't come out looking like an omelet, try it again later. But worst comes to worst, you've got scrambled eggs. You have a Western scramble or a ham and cheese scramble. It's all good. I guarantee you it's going to eat. Now, I just took the skillet, held it over my plate, tipped it over, and the omelet slid right out onto my plate. I'm going to eat. This is cooking in the dark. We just made an omelet. You can do it too. Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. Let's make a sandwich real quick. I was hankering for a grilled cheese sandwich. And man, I tell you, I've had some issues. Now, my grandma used to smear some butter on it, put a little mayo on the inside between the cheese. And man, I've tried to mimic that with, you know, with the blindness. And I keep running into problems. I put too much butter on, it gets all nasty, sticks to the pan. So I've been working on a little, ooh, here's our cheese. A little strategy to overcome that. Ooh, here's some ham. All right. So I've got some deli sliced ham here. A little honey maple ham. Mmm, sounds good. And some American cheese. Sliced on a two. That's what I get it sliced on, the old regular. Let's get a little fire under our skillet here. I want to start warming our skillet up. And I'm going to show you this little trick that I learned. Oh, helps if we turn the gas on. There we go. <laughs> what a cool sound, right? <laughs> you can hear that fire firing up. <laughs> Reminds me of old Pastor Chad. He's a one of our preachers at Abundant Life. He teaches the the kids in the paradigm, well, the young adults, you know, and he gets fired up. But you know, he's from Texas, so he's all right. Us Texans, we do get fired up about stuff. Right, Tim? <laughs> Cheryl knows, too. We get fired up. So, I've got a little vegetable spray, a little Pam, if you want. This is some olive oil spray. I'm just kind of spraying the inside of the pan. We're going to let our skillet start getting warm. I'm going to turn the heat down to medium. So, we're uh, not getting it too hot. Just nice and toasty. Because we're making a grilled cheese sandwich, and we just want to toast that bread. So I've got my bread here on my plate. I'm opening it up. I had two pieces stacked on top of each other, y'all. I'm just opening them up like a book. Get a couple pieces of cheese out here. So I'm putting a couple pieces of cheese on each slice of bread. This is a seven-grain bread I'm using, so it's a little bigger than just a regular sandwich bread. A little wider, about the same height. So I can lay two pieces there. I'm gonna lay, I'm on this other side, I'm gonna take my two pieces of cheese, or actually one piece of cheese, and I just fold it in half. I'm gonna do the same thing with this other piece, fold it in half, and I'm putting one on each outside edge because when I overlap these, we got a little bit more cheese in the middle. You know, because they kind of overlapped and, you know, 
That's one thing old Dale's kind of, you know, I got to be even, girl. Got to be even, Cheryl. Woo, keep it even, keep it even. All right, let me get my ham here. So right now I put nothing on the bread except the cheese. And let me put a piece of ham. Ooh, nice. Right in the middle. Okay, there's a piece there. I'm going to put one more piece on here. Let's make a sandwich, man. You know, we're not going to make a wish sandwich. You know what a wish sandwich is, y'all. That's a two pieces of bread, and you wish you had something to go in the middle. <laughs> All right. So now I'm just folding this over, putting the uh, other half back on top of the other half. So I've got, well, piece one piece of bread on top of the other piece of bread. So I've got a little bit of ham sticking out each end. I've got my cheese in there. And here we go, right back into the skillet. It's getting warm in there. Okay. Now I set it in and I'm just kind of moving the bread around just a little bit to get some of that vegetable spray, the olive oil spray, on the bread that's in the skillet. Now I'm, first I'm heating this up with the lid off. Again, we're on medium heat. I'm going to spritz my top piece of bread just to put a little olive oil on there. And what that does is kind of it'll help brown it. It'll also help keep it from sticking. Now, this is nonstick skillet. Supposed to be nonstick, you know what I mean? But after a while, they kind of stick a little bit. But that's it, y'all. That was my secret. Little little vegetable spray instead of the butter. It's less fattening. Right? Better for you. Healthier. It is the first of the year. Let's get healthy. Come on. Lose that weight. That's what I need to do. My stepmom sent me a whole batch of cookies. Sugar cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Cookies with that, mm, that delicious icing on top of them. You know what I'm talking about. That icing kind of gets hard. Woo! That stuff's good. And molasses cookies. Man. When Candace and I went up to Kansas City and got baptized in early December, we stopped in and saw my stepmom. That was our first stop. Whoop. Whipped right from the airport to her house, and she had just baked molasses cookies. I finally had to get up and just walk away because I was just gobbling them up like they were candy. Gosh, they were. You know, cookies are good, but they're even better when they're grandma's cookies, you know, and you don't have to make them. That's what I say. All right, so we're at medium heat here in the skillet. Nothing's really happening. We're just letting this heat up and kind of toast our bread. We've been in here for just about a minute and a half, two minutes, or maybe I was talking longer than that. I don't know. Some of y'all know. Just kind of moving this bread around, moving my sandwich around. Again, we're still stacked up. Our whole sandwich is made. So we've got the two pieces of bread. Inside that, I've got four pieces of cheese and then two pieces of ham. So I've got two pieces of cheese on the bottom two pieces of ham and then two pieces of cheese on top. Remember, I kind of, one side I kind of altered a little bit, so I put more on the outside of the bread, the outside edges, than I did in the middle, just so I could keep it balanced, you know. You want a nice, even bite. <laughs> and y'all don't have to worry about that. I mean, if you don't want to mess with that, don't mess with it. You want to use one piece of cheese on each side, that's cool. You don't want to put any ham on it, that's cool too. It's your sandwich. But I'm just telling you what I like. I like it with the cheese, please, and a little bit of ham. Makes it all go down really well. Let me take my turner here. We're going to flip under here and flip this 
sandwich over. Perfect. Now, in touching the top of this other piece of bread, feeling it, we are nicely browned. Kind of toasty. I don't know if you can hear this. Hear me scratching on it. It's kind of scratching like a piece of toasted bread. That's right. Isn't that crazy? A toaster? What do you do? What, what does it do? It makes toast. You know, you don't buy a toaster to make toast. To but well, you put toast in it and make. Yeah, you don't need to do all that. Just put bread in it, makes toast. So we're on our other side now, and I've, I've kind of moved the, again. Just kind of gently move the bread around. Now listen, medium heat. Make sure if you reach into the skillet, I'm doing it barehanded, and just kind of moving it around lightly. You can do that. It'll 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 slide pretty good in the skillet with a little bit of of vegetable spray in there. So we're we're good there. We're going to let it go for about another couple minutes, you know, so that way it'll kind of lightly toast the other side. And the heat, being on medium heat, we're kind of melting the cheese a little bit, but not a lot, not too much. But we've got a step to do that in a second, too. Well, maybe a few more seconds, about a minute and a half a second, two minutes a second. So we want to get both sides of this bread nice and toasty because it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Like I said, Grandma used to put mayo in the middle of it. And man, that was really delicious. I like it this way. But I'm the guy, too, that just take just two pieces of bread, put some cheese and a couple pieces of ham in there, and throw it in the microwave for about 45 seconds. Let that melt up. It melt that cheese, warm the ham up, make that bread all nice and soft. And man, I just sink my teeth into it. And then come up, you know, gagging and coughing. Because what happened? <laughs> you know what happened. That bread stuck to the top of the roof of your mouth. So... What do you do about that? Well, time to grab some tortilla chips or potato chips. Man, that helps. <laughs> Eat some of those with it and you're good to go. You're good to go. All right. Woo. We're getting this. Uh, now, when I move this bread around in the skillet, I can tell how well it's toasted by how easily the bread slides. See what I'm saying? When, I, when it's kind of getting toasty, it kind of puts a little hard sheem on it if you will maybe you know it slides in the skill a little bit easier so we're cool there all right now i can hear it Ooh, a little bit of sizzling that's our ham that's kind of touching the skillet on each side of our sandwich it's kind of flopped down all right i'm going to flip this over let's see where we're at okay that side needs a little bit more let me turn him back over and put him on the heat just a little bit longer you know i'll tell you all a story this, there was a guy, a young man, he was turning 21, and he, his dad and his grandpa both bragged that when they turned 21, they could walk on water. So he was convinced that when he turned 21, he could do that too. So on his 21st birthday, they were having a party at his house, and he convinced his brother, come on, let's go to the lake. So they went down to the lake and hopped out and got in the rowboat, went out in the lake, and he goes, watch this, I'm going to walk on water. He stepped off the boat and sank. <laughs> Came up coughing and gagging. His brother dragged him back in the boat. They rowed back to the dock, got out, and he's walking up to the house all dejected, dripping wet. His grandma sees him. From the house goes running outside and like, you know, what did you do, Johnny? What'd you do? He says, Well, you know, Gramps and Dad are always bragging about how they walked on water on their twenty first birthday. So today's my twenty first birthday. I went to do it too. And she goes, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Your daddy and his daddy, they were both born in January. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Walked on water. 
tried to be like Jesus, do a miracle, walk on water. Couldn't do it. In January, the lake was froze over, <laughs> walking on ice. <laughs> Some of y'all got it. The sharp knives in the drawer there. You got it. You others, come on, sharpen yourselves up. Nah, I'm just joking. I had to think about the first time I heard it too. Like, what? Oh, it was frozen over. I get it. I get it. All right. So now let me flip this over here. Check this other side. Oh, yeah, that's nice and toasty. I bet that is a beautiful golden brown. It feels beautiful and it feels golden brown. That's what golden brown should feel like if you could see it. So here we go for the cheese melter. I'm going to put the lid on top of the skillet. Again, we're at medium heat. We haven't changed our heat. Just rolling here with this. By putting the skillet lid on it, the lid of the skillet, the skillet lid, the lid on top of the skillet, it's going to keep the heat inside the skillet. The heat that's generated in there is going to stay in there, and it's going to help to make the inside of that sandwich. It's going to help to melt that cheese. Now, the trick is doing it just enough so the cheese melts and not enough, not so much where it drips out and runs all over everything. But sometimes that's good when it runs out all over thing. I mean, my niece, Abby, she loves to just throw cheese in there and just melt and burn cheese in the skillet and then scrape it out and eat it. And I got to admit, that's pretty good stuff too, man. That's pretty good too. Kind of same as if you're cooking a burger or something, throw a burger in there, cook it up, you know, and then when you get ready to put the cheese on it and melt it, you can put the cheese on it with the skillet open with no lid on it. It'll, t it'll melt, but it'll take a while. You put the lid on it, it's going to melt up quickly and really nicely take the lid off here and see where we're at oh look at that perfect i know this because now i'm trying to lift up i'm just kind of grabbing the top piece of bread and just lightly pulling up on it and it's the whole sandwich is lifting up so that means the cheese is melted to the bread melted to the ham melted to the other cheese on the other side the ham is and that other cheese is melted to the bread that's on the bottom of the skillet let me flip that over real quick just for a second while I grab my plate. And man, if somebody will go get the chips, we're ready to have lunch. How about that? Quick and easy right here on Cooking in the Dark, a grilled cheese sandwich with ham. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm Dale Campbell. This is Cooking in the Dark. We'll be right back. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. All right. Y'all think you can do that? Make that omelet like I did? Ah, uh, I know you can. And the best thing is, I mean, just get your fixings together. I mean, you can put anything in that omelet. Some ham, some cheese, some tomatoes. Make a Western omelet. Make a Spanish omelet. Make a jalapeno omelet. Whatever. But I tell you what I did learn. I, I was telling straight and straight up, man, when I ate that omelet that time down on vacation, and that the tomatoes were so crisp and fresh, you know, the onions were not cooked through. Oh, it was so good. So that's when I've learned to put, if I'm putting veggies on it, I always put them on towards the end where it's almost ready to flip and serve so they don't get overcooked and get nasty. Now, ham, bacon, you know, cook the bacon ahead of time. The ham I'll usually warm and cook that through a little bit too to get it warm and add it ahead of time. But boy, you can make that omelet. You can do it. And the grilled cheese, was that simple? How simple was that? You can do that. 
I know you can. You having trouble flipping or turning something? That's great practice for that, too. Practice, practice. Soon you'll be cooking like Dale. Well, maybe not like Dale. Maybe you'll be doing better than me. <laughs> but it's all good. So for the, for the um, cheese, again, you can just use sliced American cheese. You know, or like Tim and I talked at the beginning of the show, you can slice off some cheddar cheese, some jalapeno jack, some jalapeno cheese, some mozzarella cheese, mild, sharp, whatever type of cheddar cheese you like, whatever type of cheese you like. Slice it off, build your build your sandwich up and put a little heat on it and it'll all melt together. It'll all be delicious. And I know you'll make it practice, y'all. Practice, practice, practice. That's what makes it work. Makes it perfect. So listen, I want to praise Jesus for today's show because he helped me flip that omelet. It was his grace his, that gave me the skill to do it. Don't forget the Lord, y'all. Keep him with your heart. Brother Tim, I appreciate you being with me today, man. Well, it was fun. sure I'll be back next week. We'll see. We'll see. She gets those better offers. Gots to go, man. No, she's, she's doing great, man. I mean, man, for all y'all out there in Seattle, bless that lady. Bless her, because she is working her tail off for you at the lighthouse, and she moved cross-country to help you out. So uh, don't be rude. Be nice. Be kind. Give her a pat on the back. Tell her you love her. We do. Man, I don't know how I can do these shows without being told what I'm missing out on. (laughs) All right, y'all. All right, the mice are happy. Tim's happy. I'm happy. Cheryl's happy. We're all happy. I hope you're happy. This is Cooking in the Dark. We'll see you all next week. AMF. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.